0: a Well respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well respected national high school football recruiting analyst.
1: Craig, Craig Biggin.
0: Together they bring you the transparent truth, the world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. In a transparent, true, true. Ha ha! Welcome, welcome. You're now listening to The Transparent Truth, recording live from CBS Studios in the Miracle Mile. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the building, y'all. I'm with my boy, Greg Biggis. What up, GB? Keith, how are you? I'm feeling good, baby. Feeling good? Week Zero, what a week of football. We got a lot to talk about. We got some recruiting news, transfer news to discuss and share with you all. Uh, We're talking top performers of Week Zero. Had some outstanding performances we got sleeper of the week. We're talking the top games. We're gonna break them down that were just played this past Thursday and Friday. Some really good games. Had a couple blowouts, and we're gonna have some final thoughts. And we got a really bruh segment. You ain't <laughs> gonna wanna miss that one. The transparent troops recruiting report. GB, what
1: you got for recruiting? Honestly, it's a it's a very light week. Very light week for recruiting, which is good. These guys were focused on the games. I wouldn't want it any other way. So let's talk, a, talk. break down some of the guys that we talked about last week in terms of the transfer new, just so people know where they're at. They can follow them if you're a fan. Sure. Obviously, everyone knows about, uh, I, don't, know why I don't, don't want to call it a fiasco, but what happened with Corona. All those guys are now going elsewhere. Villa Park out in Norris County, kind of my neck of the woods, has gotten the recipient of quarterback Shane Illingworth, super sophomore, very talented kid. Also, Marcus Johnson, the USC commit, uh, Ronald Gilliam, Zachariah Holyfield. Guys are all going to Villa Park. That's not a bad little group right there. Manny Allen is going to Rancho Verde, where we started off with. Wow. uh, Jaden Navarrete going to Norco. These guys are all going to be sitting out five games, I believe. Uh, I know a couple of them are for sure. I know Shane is. I know Jaden is. So it's a five-game sit-out. Uh, Zion Alifazio is at moderate That He's been there for a while, but uh, that was kind of uh, news to me. I just heard that one in a few weeks ago, but uh, very special player. And then Jamal Bell, uh, Perry Cleet now in Antelope Valley. So a little bit of transfer news. And again, uh, Zion, he's playing right now. Rest those guys kind of just with the news breaking. There's going to be a five-game sit-out for them. As far as recruiting notes, still, you know, wanting to give the people just a little taste of something, right? A little something. Just a little something. something. So how about looking at our top five guys, top five West Coast kids that are uncommitted, where are they looking, who's on them hard? Let's start with Amon Ross, St. Brown, Marday High School, the nation's top wide receiver. Right now the main schools I'm hearing, the biggest buzz, probably USC, UCLA, Stanford, Notre Dame, and Michigan. I think I'll take... The majority of his visits, three to four at least during the season. Obviously, he has a connection with Stanford and Notre Dame. He has older brothers at both those two schools. Michigan is the school he's very interested in. It's still very hard for me to believe that USC is not the team to beat here. Although, again, UCLA made up a lot of ground. He's visited there multiple times. He's close with Dorian Thompson Robinson, the UCLA committed quarterback. Uh, But there's obviously a connection with USC as well as quarterback in the class directly behind him. JT Daniels at Modern Day is a USC commit. And I know he likes that offense quite a bit. And uh, thing with Alman Ra, though, I mean, he wants to go somewhere and be showcased. He wants to be the guy right away. So that that's the one reason I'm not ready to call him a lock for USC. They got so many good young talented receivers already. Sure. Uh, that's why I think those other schools do have a chance. But for me, I'm still saying USC is the team to beat. How about the nation's top DB safety, Talanoa Hufanga, out of Oregon? Kid is coming downhill with some serious intentions to do damage. I love the way this guy plays. Uh, recently, they set up a trip to Michigan. I think Oregon, though, could be the team to beat Oregon State. That's his local school. Tell you what, man, those beeves didn't look too hot over the weekend against Colorado State. They they might need Talamano. Um, he could Long probably go. play from right now. Ain't no question. So I, I, I think Oregon State, I mean, they're going to have to win some games to really try to create some buzz with Talanoa. Alabama is on the list. Nebraska's on the list. Again, he's got a guy who's going to probably take several visits. But I do think Oregon has the best shot right now to keep him in in-state if he decides to make that decision. modern-day linebacker Solomon Tuliapupu had a very nice opening game last weekend. Again, same usual suspects, USC, Ohio State, Alabama, Oregon, Washington, just a few schools that are involved. He likes all those schools, a few others, but I think those are the main ones. I know he loves the Oregon Duck visit he took earlier. Coach Levitt made a big impression on him and the family. Alabama has made a big impression on this family, as has Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Saying all that, it's still hard for me to see him going anywhere other than USC. That poly connection is very, very strong right now with USC. Shoot, they did not miss on any of their top poly's, poly connection players last year. Jay Tufele and Marlon tui Uh I think right now they're doing pretty well with Solomon as well. How about Tanner McKee? Another big opener for him. He's got five schools that he will visit. BYU, Stanford, Texas, Washington, and Alabama. Those are his five schools. Stanford was his most recent offer. I think Stanford's got a great chance to lock in Tanner McKee. I've always kind of felt BYU, that's the church school for him. They get the last visit for Tanner. I still feel like Stanford, though, uh, really offers a lot that he's looking for academically, football-wise. Again, always got a member with Tanner He's going on a more mission right out of high school, so he actually is going to count as part of the 2020 class, which is why he doesn't need to need to uh, make a commitment so early like all these like uh, most of these other quarterbacks are doing. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Devin Williams, two-way athlete, Antelope Valley. Uh, I think the major main two schools right now are probably Oregon, UCLA. Uh, he's been to both schools multiple times. I think Oregon was a, a pretty heavy leader. I think UCLA's kind of make up a little bit of ground, though, right now. Alabama, Nebraska, uh, Michigan, Florida State, those schools are all trying to get visits out of him. But I do think when it comes down to it, it could be an Oregon UCLA battle for Devin Williams. Remember, his coach, Jermaine Lewis, is a former UCLA player, and they have two, they signed, UCLA signed two of his teammates last year. So I think UCLA has that advantage. And also, Oregon has the advantage of the fact that, shoot, he took the visit there and Absolutely fell in love with the place. Uh, Felt like home, and we actually thought he might make an early commitment, uh, summer commitment to Oregon. Did not do that. He'll go through the process, but I think those right now, those two schools are looking pretty good. And those are your recruiting notes for this week.
0: What a great group of football players! Let me yeah. tell you something. I could win a couple games with those guys. You, you can kidding win. me?
1: You could win a lot of games with those guys. Man,
0: those are some ballers, man. So that's our recruiting news and our transfer news. Really like that young kid in modern day that. Alefifiso, what's his name? Yeah, just call him Zion. Zion. Elfazio. Like that kid a lot. Saw some tape yeah. of him this past weekend. Saw him in the offseason as well. Thought he was a physical looking football player and he backed that up.
1: Dude, talking to some people at Modern Day, dude, they're saying he came in, he won that starting safety job right away. They were able to move Elias Ricks, who's a tremendous athlete, over to the corner spot. And I think they're going to rotate four or five uh, def- uh, defensive backs that are all sophomores right now. Darian Green Warren, obviously, is a guy we like a lot, but a strong group of sophomore DBs. Modern Day, we talked about them last week. They're young, but they're all very gifted, very talented. So, if you're going to get those guys, get them now because by the end of the year they're they're not sophomores anymore. They're you know now they're experienced 10, 11, 12 games in. So it'll be fun to watch those guys develop.
0: Yeah, there's no question. This it's a great group they have uh, in the 2020 class at Modern Day. There ain't no question about it. They've got ballers up and down that roster in 2020. So looking forward to them. They got a big game this week. So we're gonna put them underneath the the. the Spot shadow and about to leave <laughs> the Friday night lights because it's going down. But let's move along to our top performers in week zero, Greg. We got some top performers we want to talk about. Guys who really went out there and shined, balled out, handled their business. They did not tuck their tails. They did not shy away from the lights. They went out there and did their thing. So I want to start off from the Thursday night game. How about the first start for Jaden Casey, the Calabasas 2020 quarterback, for 359 yards, three touchdowns versus Dorsey High School on Thursday night at Calabasas. Big time performance. Yeah, my boy Blair Angulo was
1: at that game
0: and he said, you know what?
1: And he liked the quarterback last year a lot, but he said, you know, this guy is better at the same stage uh, really smooth, poised, easy, yeah. effortless release. And he's got some great receivers, too. And, and we, you know, he saw, you know, Johnny Wilson doing his thing, and Micah Pittman is special. So, I mean, kind of a sloppy game with about 89 penalties. Yeah.
0: I'm only slightly exaggerating. Yeah, a little bit. But they're going to put points on the board at Calabasas for sure. Ain't no doubt about it. Shout out to those receivers that he's got. He's got a sick trio. But I want to spot shout out two guys Johnny Wilson, eight for 127 in a tub. Got his moss on. Micah Pittman, 9 for 110. Also took back a punt. Showed great speed and acceleration in the open field. Ran away from the LA Dorsey High School special teams. So shout out to Mike Pittman. Micah, excuse me, Pittman, Johnny Wilson, Jason, Jaden Casey of Calabasas. Top performers from that game. Greg, what else you got? How about Servite High School? Had a chance to watch a little bit of that tape. How about Julius Irving? Man, Three interceptions,
1: and, and those, I don't know if you had a chance to see those vid, the video. They weren't easy. They weren't just like somebody throws up for grabs and he you know, catches it. I mean, they were jumping routes. They yeah. were jumping, you know, they were special. Uh, Julius Irvin, I, I really like him a lot. Surface got a team, and you saw him a couple weeks ago and liked him a lot. You thought they were a real sleeper in that Pack 5 Trendy yep. League. Uh, how about Joe Christensen with a couple sacks? Yep. I like the way he played, again, watching the film. I love huddle right now. I'm a big huddle guy. Dude, these kids are getting their huddle films Sunday night. I love All it. the tapes out. I'm I love am just sitting it. there. I kind of felt weird just sitting there watching high school huddle film. My wife's it's going, like- kind of, are you still watching high school highlight film? It's on a Sunday. I'm like, I can't help it. It's just, yeah. It's that's fun. what we do. It's fun to do. That's what we do. I like Joe. Inside linebacker. Uh, Spencer Lytle did his thing. Ten tackles a sack. Tyler, Tyler McMahon had a really good game at quarterback for Servite running that centennial offense. And also, DeLon Hurt had a nice game as well. The special touchdown, broke three or four tackles into the house. So, Servite
0: stepped up. All those players were very, 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 very good in that game. How about Upland, man? Woo! They they put the smash down on La Habra, <laughs> which I thought was going to be a much better game. But Upland kind of jumped on him early. But some top performance in that game. How about David Baldwin, the, the 2019 lefty? Coach, he danced around in the pocket, got outside the pocket, and threw some dimes, 19-25, 248 in the tub, hit Bryce Harper 5 for 73 in a big-time tub up the seam. Great catch by you, Parker. (laughs) I see you over there doing your thing. Also, Taj Davis, man, you talk about a kid with an explosive burst in space, gets to the end zone in a hurry. Shout-out to Taj with the 80-yard run for a touchdown. Upland with a big win. Those three guys, are my top performance. Oh, don't let me forget, but Justin ba- Flow, Baby Man, Justin Flow, Baby Man was nine a man's to ten tackles man tackles in a sack. Oh man, I saw him bust somebody right in a face
1: mask. I love that man. Oh, I love it. I love it. Right now, I think Justin probably is our top sophomore in California. Uh, it's a pretty good West Coast class. Uh, for players, Savelle Smalls is our top guy overall on the West Coast, but Justin Flo, the top sophomore out of California. And let's talk about David Baldwin for a second because, man, the guy is just oozes talent, physicality, and he just looks apart. Super nice kid, easy to root for. Sure. But just kind of waiting for the light bulb to turn on. You know, last year at times kind of had that little deer in headlights look to him. And it's hard to go stand in the pocket and process chaos and you got two seconds to do it. It's sure. the, for me, quarterback is the toughest thing to do in the whole world out of any sport point guard in basketball or, uh, you know, hitting a baseball is obviously up there. But I think quarterback is such a tough deal. But if the game starts to slow down for him. And it has. And it looks like it has. You know, 7-on-7, he played a ton of 7-on-7, was good at times. Other times he struggled. But that's the one thing about 7-on-7 is you get these guys a lot of reps Reading coverages, making quick decisions. Obviously, there's no pass rush, but it still gives you a lot of reps and experience. Sure. And David came out, and I don't think people outside of Orange County, where I'm from, know how good La Habra is. This is a good football team every year. Yeah, good program. Really well coached. They're going to win eight games. I don't know their schedule. They're going to win eight games. They're going to make the playoffs. They got young talent. La Habra's good. Yeah. And Upland smashed them. Yeah, they did. It wasn't close. No, it wasn't. Nobody does that to La Habra.
0: No, they don't. Watch but out let me, for Upland. This, year. this Upland Dude, team watch out is very, very talented. I watched that game. They've got talent all over the field. And just to kind of go back and kind of touch on David Baldwin, in All-Star 7-on-7, he's a little tentative, a little unsure of himself at times. But when I watched him play 7-on-7 with his Upland High School team, the guy was in command, he was in control, he was quick with decisions, he was accurate with the football. And that totally translated to game one or week zero versus La Habra. The guy was throwing dimes. He was. High completion percentage. Put the ball on the money down the field, underneath the zone. Really loved the way he played. David, keep rocking it, man. You're doing a nice job to start the season. And, uh, man, you got some pieces around you. Kyle Jones, like I said, Davis, Parker. I mean, they got some pieces at Baldwin, Flow, Deadman. I mean, yeah, they got they, they some should players, be, they, they should
1: make a run, for sure. I mean, if they're, no not, if question. they're not at least in the semis, yeah. I'm disappointed.
0: Yeah, no question about it. So, moving along... What else you got, GB? Top how about have a cajon high school. Woo! You you were home run for them big time last week. Yeah, it
1: was it made you look good? Yeah. Gotta start off with Jeremiah Martin. Yep. Scout 100 kid. How's this for a stat line? He had eight tackles, seven were for loss. Yep. He had four sacks. He had a, not a scoop and score, a strip and score. Give me that. Give I'm me just, that. just. I'm six four and two four, and you're not. Give so me. I'm that. just gonna take that ball and go to the house. Oh yeah. All their best players were their best players. Perk doing his thing. Jonathan yep. Perkins, again, fifteen tackles. Love that. Probably sent you the tape. Yep, his huddle tape was special. Yeah, I mean he looked quicker and decisive. He wasn't. He wasn't kind of sitting back. No, I mean, he was going attacking. Attacking. Sure. Javon Hill with two interceptions and one pick six. Arizona commit. Obviously, we both love Jaden Daniels. Threw for 178, rushed for 89, three yep. touchdowns. He led his team. Yep. He's a, I don't want to call him a dual-threat quarterback. I will say he's a pro-style guy who can run. There's okay. a difference. I and mean, people think of a dual-threat, a neg- negative, negative connotation means, oh, you can't throw. So I will say, Jaden, you are a pro-style guy who can run when you want to. Yep. They got weapons I'm... for sure at Cajon. And like I said, I love it when the best players are your best
0: players. That's yeah. how it should be. They should step up and, and make All these guys stepped up. Yeah, no question about it. Love Cajon King. what can't wait to get a chance to go out and see them live, man. Coach Keith is going to be at your game real soon. Cajon High School. We're going to turn up. That's what we're going to do. Moving along with our top performance. Excuse me, top performers. How about Michael Ezek, the Colony wide receiver, six foot five on the outside. Just a man child. Hey, listen. Four catches. Okay. Three touchdowns. How's that? That's not a, my question is, why have they only thrown him the ball four times? <laughs> yeah, let's throw him the ball him nine ten, times Ten times. touchdowns. Yeah. Right. How many so, yards did he have? Did he, over 100? Uh, yeah, I think he had over 100. Okay. Balled out. Also, want to show some love to my guy out in the, towards the San Diego area, San Marcos. Kyle Phillips, the UCLA oh, commit and wide receiver. Love this guy. Sick feet. Great route runner. Great hands. Can really run Got the quickness Got the yeah. speed 8 for 141 in the okay. tub okay. Pretty unstoppable out there Balled out Um, How about Ryan Stevens And I know we're going to get over there yeah. To Shamanade, Yeah, But I just want to I want to get right to that Let's get to now Dude
1: let's get to Shamanad right now
0: I, And I know Van Buren had a big game and I think you can speak more on that but Ryan Stevens, Had a great I liked great him game. going into the season. We talked about it on the show. His quick delivery, his quick decisions. He's careful with the football. He's accurate. Man, the guy was looked like Steve Young out there. Getting out the pocket, throwing it down the field, getting the ball out fast, hitting it on the spot throws, throwing it down the seams, hitting the quick slant. Great game by Ryan Stevens. I think you really put yourself on the map in terms of a guy um, that's going to be looking at – scholarship offers as this kind of season moves along thought he played fantastic he's more mobile than he's given credit for he's slippery got a, he's got a smooth yeah. delivery I listen I understand arm strength and I understand size he's not a guy that possesses those things in abundance But let me tell you what he does do he reads the field he makes great decisions with the football he doesn't throw it to the other team he escapes pressure and keeps his eyes downfield and makes throws. I can win with a quarterback like that. And I bet you a bunch of colleges can, too. Oh. Ryan Stevens, Chaminade High School. Watch what I tell you, Greg. How about this comparison? He's a little taller Kellen Moore. This guy is slippery. I, I was
1: When I was watching that game, and I watched it, you know, once and then another half. Yeah. And he gets out of pressure situations without panicking. He's real smooth the way he kind of makes a guy miss. Yep. Eyes downfield and, and not a big arm. But you know what? He, he throws a nice deep ball. Yeah. He doesn't need to wind it up. No. Um, real poised. Absolutely. I love a poised quarterback that doesn't panic. And I've always, I'm kind of now at a point, man, I, I first thing you notice in a girl is what she looks like. Not sure. being, trying to be chauvinist, but first thing a, in a quarterback, you notice the big arms, the what? first thing you see, but man, if, if that's all you got, you get ugly really quick. Real quick. Referring to the girl and the quarterback. Absolutely. His arm is strong enough, yeah. and he's got some plus tools in terms of just the poise and the accuracy. I, I like him, uh, Andrew Van Buren for me. I'll, I'll be honest, I was a little bit down—not down on him—but when I saw him over the summer and the spring, it looked a little bit, you know, a little sloppy, bad body, um, wasn't in great shape at the Nike camp. Mm-hmm. Dude, he looked like he was slimmed down. He was quick. He's a powerful kid. He's still all of 215, so he's not small by any stretch. And he's a guy who I just. He runs with a physical mindset. He's not trying to load, He's not trying to dance. He's not trying to make you miss. He's just running right through you. And, you know, you'll tackle him maybe the first quarter, the second quarter. But at the end of the game, nobody wanted to mess with that guy. Yeah. Looked a little quicker than I imagined him. Uh, had a little better burst. Good hands out of the backfield. Boise State True. got a good one in Andrew Van Buren. I think he's good. How about our guy, Blake Anzalatos? Balled he out. He wasn't bad at all, was he? Bald
0: Balled out.
1: 15, 16 tackles, three sacks. Yeah. And like we said with Perk, Blake is decisive too. You know, he 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 reads and then he reacts. And I think I feel like right, he can I still I think he can still make a jump. Yeah, absolutely. I still think he's got he's got a chance to be even better, but he's just tough. You know, talking to Ed Croson a couple nights ago, and and he just he loves again my sport hockey baby. He goes, you know what? Blake's tough. He's got a hockey background. I said, Ed, I love that you'd love that about him. I love that you like hockey. And he goes, I'm not a hockey guy, but I, I know he has a hockey background. I think that's yeah. why he's so tough. Right. We have to kind of rein him in a little bit. Um, Alex Gubner, the D tackle. Sure. They, they have some big old linemen at Shawmina. They always do. But I thought Alex was pretty good. 6'2", 290. He Had a couple sacks and and was really tough to block.
0: Shawmina. They got a really good football team. What about like, really good. Gissinger off. Yeah. Gissinger edge. was good too. He was very active. Yeah. Um, I, I like their corners. I like their corners rankings. Um, the Dallas Cortez, yep, Dallas Cortez, both kind of long and active and athletic and physical. Really like Chaminade, they're gonna be tough, they're gonna be tough to beat. <laughs> Absolutely, those are some top performers over there. I want to talk, take it to the north a little bit. Let's talk about this kid at Montgomery High School up north, Joey Thresh. Greg, we talked a little bit about it on our ride over 31 of 49, 510 yards, seven touchdowns in his debut. Have a day, this year, have a day, Joey Thresh. 2019 quarterback out of Montgomery High School up in Northern California great job by you also outstanding player Isaiah Crocker big out time Durkham the wide receiver two touchdowns 125 yards one interception balled out it's not bad it's not a bad day at all how about this Bishop Gorman Starting quarterback, first time in his high school career. Dorian Thompson Robinson, (laughs) eighteen of twenty three, two eighty four, three tubs. Kid balled out on a national stage versus a nationally ranked (laughs) opponent, a top ten opponent. That was a very very good team, by the way. The math
1: was very good. You know what? And it wasn't just the stats. I just I love
0: his leadership. Oh my gosh! Oh, it was.
1: You know when just the way he celebrates with his teammates. Yeah.
0: His tangibles, just
1: oh man, I saw it, you know, at the opening when he wasn't even playing quarterback, he was sitting out. He was the first guy to run to celebrate with the teammate. That just kind of stuff just means something to me. Man, he's got some dynamite in that elbow, man. He made some throws. Yeah, I've seen him a ton, but like the ball just looked like he was jumping out of his hand better than I had seen him. Maybe it was the maybe it was the TV. I don't know he what had it was. Some
0: juice, man, dude, the
1: juice rolling. He had and he put some balls that were just so accurate. We talked about Tanner McKee being accurate, but Dorian made some throws that were just like unreal. Yeah, dude, that was his first start. Yeah, obviously he has experience playing. He's a receiver, of
0: course, all state. So that you know, probably, but still, the butterflies had to have been flowing. Man, the the guy is just money, man. And and I said this a long time ago, Greg. The guy is gonna lead some school, and right now he's committed to UCLA to. The college football playoffs. I don't know if they're gonna win a championship, but the kid is Deshaun Watson special. His intangibles are through the atmosphere. <laughs> his ability as a quarterback to run it and throw it are almost unmatched across the country. I just love it. I mean, his poise in the pocket, his ability to get the ball out quick. Like you said, his ball placement was phenomenal. I see him throwing over the top of backers in front of safeties or in front of corners. Brevin White, with a huge game. They put him at fullback, Coach, and ran what's, – what's what's Coach Gruden's favorite play? Wide banana?
1: Something like that. With
0: the X2 wide banana, something like that. Man, they ran Brevin Jordan out the backfield with two receivers blocking in front of him. He was catching and going. Brevin with the best feet of a tight end that I've seen in high school football since I've been covering high school ball balled out.
1: I think you called him Brevin White. I was like, we They're got calling Brevin White. Brevin Jordan. I'm like, we're not at Paraclete. We're not, we didn't move to if, Paraclete yet. if I called yet. you
0: Brevin White, Brevin Jordan, Brevin is my guy. We'll get to Brevin White. Uh, Brevin is my guy, man. He balled, he looked great. He looked slimmer. He looked quicker. Caught the ball very well. Run after catch was phenomenal. I thought Pallieye really showed up well. Yeah. Uh, he was more explosive than we saw him in the off sure. season. Uh, he was electric at con- on contact. I thought he was explosive. Uh, getting downhill. And just shout-out to that Bishop Gorman team, man. They got some heart, man. Man, Unbelievable. They get down 10 points. They do not flinch.
1: They do not flinch. That's the second time
0: I've seen that from them. Last year against Bosco. Now this time against DeMatha. They did a nice job. Max how about, Williams. How about one more guy though? Go
1: ahead. Uh, how about the wide receiver Jimmy Tellus? Jimmy Tellus. He made some big time plays. Speedy Taylor as well. Yes. Speedy, Speedy, we know about Speedy. We love Speedy. But Tellus is, I think, is one of the more underrated guys out west. Yeah. Not being recruited much at all. But he looks like he's going to have a big season. I think at some point schools are going to. Definitely take a look at Jimmy Tell, because he he's got some hands that and for catch me, in the ends on a diver. Dude, that was a great adjustment that was by money. him. Beautiful throw, but beautiful catch as well. Both, yeah, absolutely. It, for me, man, if, if you can run enough, but if you can catch the football, that is a skill set for me. You got height, you got athleticism, you got hands. Yeah. It's if you can't catch the ball, we said it many times. If you can't catch in high school, you're not gonna learn to catch it later on. You just you just don't. It doesn't happen very, very often. Yeah. So he's got a skill set with those hands. So Bishop Gorman, again, for me, uh, They should be number one in the country until they lose a game.
0: And you've said this.
1: Everyone's been saying, you know, what about Bosco, Modern day the debate? What about Gorman? Yeah. Why are we not talking about them being the number one team? They beat Bosco last year. Right. Pretty handily. They lost a lot of guys. I get that. They lost Tate. And, you know, they lost a lot of players. Bubba Bolden. Yeah, the big D tackle. Absolutely. But you know what? Until someone
0: beats them. They should be number one. Yeah, they've won about 100 games in a row. <laughs> 55 to be exact, but no, Gorman's for real. No, ain't no question about it. Want to shout out Max Williams, the Sarah, the 2019 Sarah Corner, uh, punt returner, kick returner. Thought he balled out as well. Five tackles, two pass deflections, and took a punt back about 70 yards yeah, to the house. house. Call. uh And happy birthday, Max. I heard he had a birthday yesterday as well. So Happy birthday, Max. Yeah, he shined. He shined. Of course he did. They took an L, but he shined.
1: Yeah, he he will probably give up <clears throat> maybe five catches all season. Yeah. And he's a special corner. We'll get to we'll get to Sarah later on. Yeah. A little little disgruntled with Sarah. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about them later as a team, but Max was tremendous. How about
0: Long Beach Polly? Hey. They shined. They did shine. Let's talk about the guy under center. I think he blew up oh my gosh. on Friday. I thought he was special out there. Matt Corral. Like you said, you know, a guy with dynamite in his elbow. He made he's two won. or three throws.
1: Yeah. That I mean, I I love Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, and they were fun to watch. I don't get a chance to watch those guys, yeah. but they they are, they are deserving of being one and two. But Matt made a couple throws that I don't know if even those guys could have made. He had to, th- yeah. to throw out of the back of the end zone, which the throw was great. But I just I loved the mobility, the pocket presence, yeah. slide your feet, eyes downfield, yeah. avoid the rush. Don't look like a chick with your head cut off like so many quarterbacks do. Felt that rush, got the ball out, and it was like a freaking forty five yard, forty eight yard, just laser beam. Yeah. Keon Markham. Those Markham twins are special too. Yeah. And they then he had and then Matt had the throw where he was flushed out, rolling left. to his left. Yeah. He's a right-handed quarterback. For those who don't know, look like Aaron Rodgers against the Cowboys. Dude, absolutely rolling to his left and threw a touch pass. It's it's a much easier throw when you're throwing a a dart because you can just your momentum's already carrying you. Right. But to throw a touch, you have to kind of so you have to resist your momentum. Yeah. He threw a 50-yard pass toward the end zone with about a foot and a half of of real estate. Yep. And it was right in stride. Yeah. If I was three feet away and flipped the ball to the guy, I couldn't have placed it any better. No question. Those two plays, and, I, and we've talked about Matt a ton, and man, he he is just gifted. So the stats were there, over 400 yards, two touchdowns. But I, I love the weapons, man. They had three guys over 100 yards receiving. They got the defense. Kewan Markham, the DB over They had foot five interceptions. Yep. Desmond Talley had a couple. Yeah, Cam McDonald had a touchdown. Big game this weekend against Narbon. Listen,
0: man. Big huge I, game. Hey, Greg, people laughed at me when I called Polly my sleeper in the pack five. Greg, I see you smiling over there. People laughed at me. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Coach <laughs> Keith is he's on drugs. Now all of a sudden, Polly's sneaking around the chicken coop. I'm telling you, man. They I mean, got I'm an,
1: athletes. I'm an, I'm, an, I'm an AP fan for sure. But let, let's see. We got Narbon this week They're and then in week? two weeks. If yep. they run that
0: gauntlet, Yeah. Dude, I'm with you. And I, I'm, not, I'm not sure they have to run that gauntlet. Yeah. I, I'm taking them over Narbonne. But what I saw from Pauly is they got great athletes. They're physical up front on defense. And they got a guy behind center. Like say said, and we've said this, special arm talent. Yeah. There is no questioning the kid's arm talent. It's special. It's one of a kind. And he can just flat out fire the football. The one thing that was a little not
1: disturbing because it's week 0 was Matt was having to scramble quite a bit
0: Th- and that's you my question saying? they They're didn't run the line. they didn't really run
1: the football that effectively either yep. so it's going to be fun watching him throw it but unless you can run a little bit and protect Matt it's yeah. g- it might be I mean Mission will pressure him Narbonne will press him Day Bosco will definitely press him so right. hopefully that, that line comes together because right. everything else is definitely there Absolutely. How about Jay, Jay Serra? We'll talk about them for a little bit. Yeah, a little, yeah let's Sarah. talk about it. We got Matt Robinson. Again, just a great high school quarterback. Doesn't have the tools of, of some guys to go to the high BCS level, but as a high school quarterback, you take this guy on your team every day, and they got weapons, man. Al Fisher at running back. Yeah. Another guy transferred from my my boy Mike Fletcher over at Paramount just breaks my heart when a guy leaves my guy Fletcher because he's the greatest coach man, yeah, in the yeah, world.
0: Mike, you're gonna be the little heartbreaking emoji in a minute, uh, man.
1: Jeez. Al Fisher, very good running back. Yeah, he over can go. 100 yards. Tariq Luckett, Munir McClain, both caught touchdowns and had over 100 yards. Dude, Jay Sarah's good. They got some. They had, a, they had a nice team, and Matt Robinson uh, is looking really good. You, you kind of mentioned that accident, Brevin White, earlier. Um, but let's talk about Pericle for a second. A school record for Brevin White, throwing for six touchdowns and 345 yards. And Mel kwan also set a school record with y- 212 yards receiving and three more touchdowns. No Jamal Bell. That's going to hurt them. He's obviously a difference maker at running back. But those two guys, Brevin White and Mel Kwan-Stovel, definitely came out of the gates in a big way. How about the freshman? How about the
0: freshman? The true freshman. Yeah.
1: Dean, told me, Dean told me he's a national guy. Yeah, he's going to be, and he does not oversell. Yeah. at all. He said this guy is going to yeah, be. I've seen the kid. He wasn't he sure if he's there now. Yeah, if he, if he come out with this, he said at his development. Yeah, yeah, sure. But he's going he's gonna to be. But shall it sound like from game one. He, yeah. he's on a fast track.
0: 120 plus rushing yards for the true freshman Amir Bankhead. Uh, saw a little bit of tape of that, and the kid can go, man. He's got big time talent. How about? The Centennial Huskies, Greg. Centennial. Hey, they listen. just they just roll. I listen, man. I, I get on Prep Zone. I'm like, hey, let me catch the Centennial game. I'm about ten minutes late. I turn it on. It's twenty eight to nothing, first quarter. Yeah. And man, they are rocking and rolling. They're running a much more up tempo offense. Normally in the past, Coach Logan likes to kind of look at the defense, make his adjustments, and call his play. Now he wants to get the ball snapped within ten seconds of getting it spotted, and that's. Sh- that's going to be a problem for a lot of teams, Greg.
1: You know what it was, was was last year, it was Tanner's first year in the system and and they told me they wanted to go faster. Yeah. Um when they had Catalano, yeah. they actually ran a faster offense. I, I mean, believe that. Toward the end of the year they got faster, but now that that Tanner's been in the system for a whole year, sure. man it's going to be stinking hyperspeed. It's going to be Man, flash. I watched them,
0: Greg, and they were getting the bu- I mean from play to play, they were getting the ball snapped in 10 seconds. I'm talking about once the guy was tackled, yeah. 10 seconds later, the ball was being snapped. So the defense has 10 seconds <laughs> to get off the ground, get lined up, get their play call, and then be able to communicate assignments Yeah. in 10 seconds. That chain
1: gang is going to get a workout doing a centennial game.
0: Yeah, there ain't no question about it, That's hard to up down the sideline. Tanner McKee, 12 of 17, 315 and three tubs, also broke a 50-yard run. Of course. Had a total of 67 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Of course. So accounted for six. Six total touchdowns. I know Gary Bryant, the super sophomore, yep. he had a touchdown or two. The running game looked very, very good. Squatty, physical, quick. <laughs> Centennial backs coming downhill off those big splits. Off the line was dominant. Defense played better than I anticipated. Drake Jackson coming off the edge. It looked pretty good, man. Yeah, they look good. They got a, I mean,
1: a huge talk about you know the Goran-Mare game, which we'll get to later. But we will. How about IMG Centennial? Oh, it's a rematch, dude. Centennial. I will say this: they were the better team last year. Watching that game from the sidelines, they lost. But if you just watched with your eyes, yeah, Centennial deserved to win that one. So this should be fun. Should be, should be a good one. How about talking about maybe a sleeper, guys? Santiago out of Corona. Marcus Nesby balled out. If there was an upset of the week, it had to have been Santiago over Murillo Valley. Murillo Valley was in my top 20. They were in the LA Times top 10. Hank Bachmeyer only threw three picks the whole season last year. Yeah. Marcus Nesby got him three times, just a junior. I actually watched his huddle tape last year, it's all JV tape. Right. He wasn't even a varsity guy last year, but you know what? I, the guy looks good. He's a long, athletic corner, but he'll come up and hit you. Yeah. He he has a he has a nice edge to him. If this guy can cover and, and move around and and make some plays, dude, he's a he's a nice 2019 guy to watch. So shout out for Marcus Nez. But those three interceptions pull off the huge upset
0: win. For the Santiago Sharks. Listen, kid, balled out. You get three picks in the game. You deserve our love and attention. So shout out to him. I know Hanks. You know, eager to bounce back, they took an L, but uh, the kid was on the corner, man. He was locking down, he was making plays. I really love it.
1: Got another guy with three interceptions. Go with it. How about Chris Adamora from Mayfair? Very good football. So player. We saw this guy at the USC camp. Very got, good he got football offered player. After that camp, yes, he's got a, he's got a few now, but I think that USC would kind of put him on the map. But he had he had three interceptions, two pick sixes got a house that's not bad at all (laughs) heck no this guy another 2019 kid so this guy is a special DB freshman starter right over at Mayfair yep Uh, Derek Bedell over there good coach I like Mayfair a lot, and, and Chris Atamora, he, he's
0: he's a national recruit for sure at the 2019 class. One thing that jumped out at me when I evaluated this kid a little while ago, or a while ago actually, his speed, his burst, man. The guy can plant and get downhill on a break quickly. He's got great ball skills, and once the ball's in his hand, the guy has got some juice. To accelerate past defenders or or would be tacklers, man. The geek can really, really roll, and that's a, you know, at a premium, guys who can run four, five, and under. So shout out to Adam Mora with a huge game with three picks. Nice job. You
1: touched on San Diego a little bit earlier, but how about Helix, who's going to be playing a a huge game against Paraclete this weekend? Helix has some dudes. Yep. How about this game for Rashad Scott, a San Diego State commit? He had four interceptions. Yep. Four interceptions. That's a good season for some guys. No doubt. Four interceptions. One of them was a pick six. Also had a rushing touchdown in that game. His quarterback, Carson Baker, one of the top underrated, under-recruited guys, was 18 for 20. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do against air. Yeah. 18 for 20, 264, four touchdowns. How about Isaac Taylor Stewart, who's over at Helix now? Sure. Call him it's for short. It's because I'm lazy. Isaac Taylor Stewart. They don't throw to him, they don't throw at him at all. But he had five catches for 79 yards, had five tackles on defense, shut down his side of the field. Helix has a good football team. They're number one ranked in San Diego. Sure. And San Diego is a very good region for football. That's going to be a huge game, Helix and Paraclete, this weekend. Right, it's going to be, be, be a great lot of fun. game.
0: A lot of really good athletes. Of course, we know Dean Harrington is a phenomenal coach. He's going to get his guys in space with the ball and let them create. Brevin White is a big-time distributor of the ball. They've got athletes, but man, let me tell you, Helix always has really oh, good football players. Great they, tradition. Yeah, great tradition. Big athletes, big mm. fast guys. <sighs> yeah, uh, it's Scott, they got players. That's going to be a lot of fun. Ain't no question about it. Can't wait for the honor bowl yeah, this weekend. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. Got another San Diego guy.
1: Go with a it. The guy that you probably heard a little bit about. How about Jack Tuttle? Yeah. How, have don't. you heard about him? Yeah, he ain't bad. He only had five touchdowns in the first half. He threw six touchdowns total. And Chris Olave, this is kind of cool. He had to sit out last season because of a transfer. Still has double-digit scholarship offers. But he had five catches, 180 yards, and three touchdowns. So Chris was motivated to play. I did an article on Chris last week. I think I, think I got him ready. I think my article kind of got him pumped up, and it, he was ready to go. It might have. I think it might be whoever I do you know, a little something on, Yeah, watch out for that guy the following week. Chris Olave just stepping up, 5-180, yeah. three touchdowns. Jack Tuttle, big-time, big-time guy, top-five quarterback out west. And, no doubt. And Jack Special. So some of those guys from San Diego really representing themselves well. You know, Ranch Cucamonga is a team that just has dudes oh, they got, everywhere. Man, Rancho everywhere. the
0: Rancho Upland game is going to be bananas. I ho- they usually we might have play- to make a little road trip for that game. Uh, yeah, man, that game is going to be a slobber knocker. Watch <laughs> what I tell you. Ain't no doubt about it. I want to show some love, Greg, before you get into that. How about the defensive man from Bosco, Cole Aubrey, made a very good account of himself, I thought, Nationally televised game, a ton of four and five star prospects. And this little two or three star defensive end at six foot, two, six, three, 225 pounds, showed great quickness off the edge, great closing speed to quarterback, and was physical to the football. Two big sacks, actually two and a half sacks yeah. for a Bosco team. And defense
1: that played really well. Yeah, no, I wanted to get the Bosco at some point, but I wanted to finish off on Rancho. For, yeah, go just with it. When we, we talk about Bosco, they have they had their whole defense actually. That their, their front was seven top performers. was good, but just on Rancho, it, it was cool to see the guys who look good. And this was kind of a, a debate uh, over the summer: was do the guys that are that are really excel in seven on seven how do they do with the pads? on? That's always the you know the, the, the sure. Kind of there's the knock always move. a question. Well, let's see with the pads on. Yeah, what I found the best players are usually the best players, whether it's playing. 7-on-7, seven seven, whether it's playing with pads on, whether it's playing, smear, can't use that term, whether it's playing in, in the streets. Yeah. The best guys usually are the best guys. Jeremiah Cradell, Sean Dollars, both those two guys were really, really good over at Rant. They blew out a Chaparral team that, that has some guys up front. You know, obviously you know about Justin Dedich and Steven Jones, but is a, a tough team, but Rancho just blew them out. But one guy, again, my guy Blair was at that game, 2021 quarterback Trillion
0: Harris. Dude, this guy's got a chance. He's a baller.
1: Dude, I watched his huddle film. Oh yeah. Mom is very active on Twitter. Very active. Props to you. I liked I watched the film. This guy's a 2021 freshman. Yep. Dude, Blair saw him in warm ups and say, This guy is better than the He named a guy who I don't want to name because we don't want to disparage anybody. No, but no, he this said, is that hold up. He said, This Greg guy Biggins, is better than up. this guy. And I Greg said, Greg
0: Biggins, uh, hold up. I will not allow that on the transparent truth. This is the whole premise of the show is to be upfront and bluntly honest. Greg, it's hey, not I need my DNA to,
1: to embarrass a kid, no, it's so not I'm not embarrassing.
0: gonna do it. This is not embarrassing. This is being honest about performance hey, you evaluation. Know you know what? To your truth,
1: I, I agree. And if it was me, I would say it. But I don't wanna put Blair under the bus. I don't wanna throw Blair under the bus. That's my dude. Blair was at the ah, game. And he said, "He said, you know, I that, like I liked Harris better than this guy. I don't have I don't have Blair's written permission to say this other name. Let me just tell you this though. Hey, let's just let's just speak on Harris for a second. Go with it. Real smooth lefty. Oh yeah. Again, dual threat guy, but again, pocket guy who can run when he wants to. Sure. Uh, had to be his first star. He's a freshman. I always want to say true freshman, but everybody in high school is a true freshman. <laughs> Not quite, but okay. Rancho's coming after him." Yeah, because Rancho has guys. Yeah, and and Harris from the film that I saw, and it was a, it was a small segment. Yeah, he looked good. The moment was not too big for him. Blair loved him. I liked the film. This guy is only a freshman. He's going to be a national recruit in a couple years. So, rough game for Shapp. Yep, trillion. Definitely got to watch. And
0: I actually mentioned him on our last episode, Greg. I talked about Shep and They had a really young quarterback, and his name had slipped me for a second. Okay. But I mentioned that, and and yeah, the kid can go really, really like him. He's got a big-time future ahead of him, so... Any more top four? We want to, to, speak we want on to talk Bosco? about. To yes, talk a about little bit Bosco. So, so top performers the, 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 actually,
1: let Let's end with Bosco. I mean, just just want to get this real quick in because Tesoro has a sleeper quarterback, Chase Peterson, who's looks like a linebacker. He's six three and two twenty. And probably the game of the week in Orange County was was Tesoro playing Edison. Edison, yeah. Edison was highly favored. Tesoro was up twenty eight to seven. In that game, Edison rallied, took the lead. Tesoro rallied back, uh, missed a late field goal, but Chase Peterson threw for three thirty and four touchdowns and ran for two. Yeah. Was hurt. Part of last season, but he's a big physical kid who I mentioned those you know, those measurables, six three and two twenty. Yeah. Uh, he can throw it and, and I think Chase is a guy that we need to watch out for. And then Don Lugo, uh, running back, Corey Bethley, a Hawaii commit, going to play for my guy Nick Rolovich. Yeah, Corey
0: Bethley had a brother who was three, a baller.
1: Yeah. Corey had 300 touchdowns. Wow. Oh, 300, <laughs> 300 touchdowns. yards. Wow. That'd be a record. <laughs> 300 yards yeah. and four touchdowns. So, shout out to Corey, who really got it done. A great performance. And now, let's talk about Bosco. Hey, I mean. Co-sign on Cole Aubrey, though. He was great. It was
0: fun watching him off yeah, that edge. Cole Aubrey, I, I thought he was, I thought his quickness up front was a difference maker for Bosco. But a little bit about some top performance in that game. I thought Cole Aubrey was really good. I thought Logalele. Yeah, Vito. Um I thought he played well. Um, what's my guy? Stephen Blaylock? I yep. thought he made some big plays. Chris Steele I thought was solid on the perimeter. I thought the Bosco defense as a whole played really, really well. The Aquinas' offense wasn't great. The quarterback struggled a bit. But I thought the Bosco defense, their defense aligned line. Missing Sal Spina, the super senior, yeah. and also Suave, Suave. Pote, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a national recruit. I thought they dominated up front. The linebackers were physical, number 22 and number 2 in particular. I can't remember their names off the top of my head right now, but I thought they played really well. I thought they did a nice job. Offensively, I'm going to look, look
1: up those names right now because we got to throw, throw some yeah, love Yeah, we got to show them yeah. some
0: love. I thought offensively Jake Bailey was one of the better players on offense. Thought he caught the ball well. Thought he maybe could have scored on that sideline catch. Jake, keep your feet, turn that inside shoulder and lean into that pylon. But thought you caught the ball well, played well. Um, thought Real Mitchell showed a lot of heart. It put a lot of pressure on him. He was in and out the pocket. Thought he made some great throws. Overshot a couple guys, which kind of led to some interception. but I thought he played with a lot of heart, showed a lot of character. George Halani, I think, is borderline special. The guy's got great vision. He's got a burst to and through the hole. He's got the ability to make guys miss in tight circumferences. I thought Demetrius Fowers ran the brawl pretty well. Those are my top performers for Bosco. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, Spencer Gilbert was number two, and I
1: thought he was the most active of their linebackers. It's physical, yeah. yeah. I mean, they held. I'm, I'm curious because St. Thomas offense didn't look too, like, you know, they didn't look that great. But I'm, I'm curious how they do the rest of the year. But was sure. that just Bosco's defense yeah, looked, that made him look that way, or was yeah. it if St. Thomas starts putting up 50 against everybody else? Right. Then I mean, that even makes it more impressive. Or if they average 15 points a game, we'll see. But Bosco's front seven was really good. I thought Lavelle Price also playing that corner. If I was Price. physical. Yep. We mentioned Steele already. I, I liked Aubrey a lot. 2019 kid with Cole. I'm, I'm curious just kind of how his body develops. Does he stay, you know, as a kind of a you know a, a outside backer? Does he grow into a, a defensive end? i um, right now he's kind of that tweener can play either way. But man, he can get off the ball. Yeah. Those 11 tackles, that's not bad at all. Um, Keydron Williams, Washington State commit, another linebacker. I thought was was pretty good. But for me, offensively. Man, George Halani was really the guy who, and just watching that game, I'm, as a guy who picked Bosco to win it, it was frustrating for me. And I will go to that later when we start breaking down the games, but sure. it just, I'm such a huge fan of of Chad Johnson and the OC and what they do. Just, they can never get in sync. It's just one of those weird games. They just couldn't get it in sync. But But George, man, he ran. He runs hard. He's physical, he's yeah. decisive, he's got a wiggle to him. He can you didn't get to see it, but when he gets out in front, he'll run away from some people. Yeah. So I like George. I thought Real was 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 okay. He was kind of running for his life a little bit, but yeah. again, he took some shots and showed some toughness, H- had some throws. He probably wished he had back. Sure. Um, but overall, yeah, just the offense was uh just a, a little on the sloppier side, but man, you hold St. Thomas to what, seventy-five yards? Yeah. Your defense is doing something Three right. Three points in regulation? Yeah, you're doing something pretty. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So, uh, overall, Bosco's defense stepped up, and there was a couple offensive guys that, that were standouts as well. So, you kind of touched on them earlier, but we got a sleeper. You got a sleeper of the week. Yeah, we touched you, on them you earlier. him earlier. But, yeah, speak on this young gentleman from Upland High School.
0: Well, here's the deal one thing I know as a former coach is. When you start off a season, you want to get the ball in your most explosive playmaker's hands as early and as quick as possible in a game to allow them to make a difference. This kid took a fly sweep and went 80 on the first play of the game. Shout out to Upland 2019 athlete wide receiver Taj Davis, number three. Watch this kid take a fly sweep. They were in the gun. He gets it. He turns the corner, and the kid has got some straight Knees up, toes up, elbows up, and he is in the wind. Getting on that highway, doing 85 on a Sunday. The boy was rolling. Really like him as an athlete. He's got great speed. Taj Davis, our sit and sleep, sleeper of the week. Shout out to our guy Larry Miller over there at sit and sleep. Sit and sleep, sleeper of the week. Taj David, Upland High School Starting off the season with a kabang 80-yard run around left end.
1: Yeah, Taj is definitely a D1 guy. No doubt. No offers yet, but you know what? They're coming.
0: Oh, hey, they're coming right now.
1: When you watch that film, man, he's kind of a no-brainer. So, again, props to you, Taj. Great job. Great job by Upland. Coach Salter. This is their best team, and they they always have a good town over at Upland, but this is like their, their best team I've seen in a while. So hopefully they have a great season. I'm rooting for them.
0: So we want to talk about uh, the top games. We want to kind of break those down. I know we're moving along here in the podcast, and we've been holding you guys up. You want to hear about these games that we predicted and we picked and— that played out this past Thursday, Friday. Greg, why don't you run us down our list, and let's go through it. Let's yeah, these, are, these it. are the
1: games, uh, if you listen to the Friday show, these are the ones that we previewed, so now we're going to review them. Uh, again, kind of going in reverse order. Um, how about Edison and Tesoro? Again, I'm an arms County guy, and this was supposed to be, you know, a two, three touchdown game. Tesoro was up 28-7. to Griffin O'Connor, the Yale commit, start off a little slow three for his first nine or ten or eleven even. The Chargers started to rally. They came back. Oh yeah. They took the lead. Torsoro came back. They scored late. Went for two. Did not get it. But I love going for two, man. Go for the go for the win every yeah, single time. Yeah, come on. This is high
0: school football. go. Let's go for the
1: two. They did not get it. Got the ball back. Drove the field. Went for a 37-yard field goal, which is not a gimme. 37-yard field goal and it was wide. Right. Oh, I've, I've, Edison man. held on 48-47. to 47. A nice opener. Tesoro this weekend's got La Habra, who took, a, took it to the chin against Upland. Uh, th- at one point, I thought, man, La is going to bounce back pretty well. And I saw it, the Tesoro game. And I'm like, this is going to be a heck of a game out in the OC. So Edison, Tesoro, week zero. Man, that was 48-47. to 47. That's, that's a big-time
0: game right there. Tesoro, man, feeling like Florida State and Bobby Bowden. And why, why, right boys, can't get that field goal in there? But oh, hey, how many come back missed next field week? goals?
1: How many missed field goals did we see? And, and we'll talk about that. But we saw, you know, Bosco. We sure. saw in the Sarah game. But yep. I think the special teams are always so hard. Except, you know, there's always a few teams. You know, modern day is always really good special teams. Loyola, Notre Dame, Sherman Oaks are always really good. But man, some teams just struggle to get a punt off.
0: You must be sound in the kicking game. Something I took pride in when I was a coach. I was always our special teams coach. Uh, learned from my college coach how to coach special teams and why it was so important. Yeah, you're leaving points out there on the football field if you're not sound in the kicking game. So it sounds like it was a great game. Great game. Edison, O'Connor, uh, you know, those Jay Sarah kids. I mean, they can really go. So sounds like a good deal, man.
1: What do you got, got next? We got, we got Cajon, took down Paloma Valley, 44 to 34. Again, Paloma Valley is a good team. Yeah. Watched them a lot last year. Undefeated, I'm telling you went and played Heritage, who was always very good. Paloma Valley took it on the chin. P- Cajon, all those guys stepped up. We already kind of went through all those guys, but talent for talent, player for player. Cajon probably has the most talent in that division. Cajon should have a special season. So starting off week zero with a big win over a good Paloma Valley team, 44-34.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Cajon before on the show and even earlier on this show. They've got players. They've got players on top of players. They got a couple young guys that I really, really like. um, And I think they're going to be difference makers down the road. And it's interesting, Dwight Forrest, he's kind of a defensive back, 2019, I believe. And the guy can just totally lock up on the outside. He's got terrific hips, great instincts, quick feet. Can get on the highway and run, can break downhill. It's got ball skills. They've got players, man. Rome Weber, as well, also a big time player, a young guy. They've got, like I said, they've got players on top of players, and they can get after the football. They got speed, they got size, they got a quarterback that can do both run it and throw it. They got the 6'6 phenom on the outside, Darren Jones, who's virtually unstoppable one on one. You must double that guy or. He's going to go on top and warm your defensive back's neck
1: up. How do you stop that guy and jump ball? I, I'm not a huge fan of the end zone fade, but shoot, with
0: that guy, I'm doing it every time. Well, you know, I mean, the guy's a top 100 basketball oh, yeah, he's player legit. as well. Yeah, He's just a guy that can flat out get up to 12 feet and drop you off at about 9 feet and then laugh at you afterwards. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the CIF. The new
1: CF rankings came out yesterday, and... I want to say Cajon was number five last. They actually dropped a spot. They're number six now. Looks like they moved Santiago Corona over Cajon based on that win over Murata Valley. But, man, I think Corona, or excuse me, I think Cajon, and they got a real chance. Roosevelt still number one in that Division four. Salmon Hills, CDM, Downey. Watch out for Cajon, man. They dropped a spot to number six now, so yeah. they should That's put that some bulletin board material. All right, let's move along. Let's we'll, we'll be Calabasas. We got Calabasas and Dorsey. Calabasas, Dorsey. That was a 35-12 to 12 win. Yeah. For Cal- there were so many penalties. This is funny. There were so many penalties in this game. The game went so long that the lights in the stadium at girl High School are kind of on a timer. Yeah. They actually went out. Right when the game ended, when people are doing post-game interviews, because the game went like an hour long than they expected because there were just so many penalties. Wow. Just an ugly, sloppy game. But, yeah. Hey, yeah, it happens. Game one. It's week zero. Week zero. Week zero. Sure. But Calabasas coming out. Coming out. Uh, again, Dorsey holding those guys to 12 points. I think one of those was a, was a, a big return by Dion Bascom. So the defense really held Dorsey just to, you know to one score. Which
0: was a late touchdown run yeah. by Jawan Collins from Dorsey.
1: Yeah, Jawan Collins is a special talent. We've talked about that several times before. One of the top sophomore running backs in the country. I want to see Calabas kind of clean things up a little bit. Sure. Uh, if they can do that with that skill, watch out for Calabasas. Explo- watch out for them.
0: Explosive offensive talent, man. Yeah, Jay- I, Casey's, I Yeah, he's Casey's going to lead them. I saw lead him, him in eighth grade, and he could, he could sling at them. Him and Johnny Wilson had been playing together. Wilson and, and, and Pittman on the outside with Nico Hall. Uh, they got another young guy that's playing a receiver who's really good. Name kind of slips me right now, but I mean they got explosive yeah. And Defensively, they're athletic. Yeah. they've got size. Yeah, uh, Richie Hughes we know is a difference oh, maker. Yep. Kind of coming off the edge and looping inside and getting after the quarterback. Calabasas a little disappointed in Dorsey's kind of performance. Yeah,
1: I know. Last week you had that you had that that that, that I love you going on the limb. Sure. Yeah, Dorsey winning the city. I did. You I still want to. You, you're just gonna hold. I know you're not gonna. Knowing you, no. you will never change. No, no, no. I'm not gonna change. I still go with Dorsey. I like. I like Dorsey. I like. I like. You know. I like the coaches. I like Charles Minsey. I like Ivan Stevens. Those are my guys. Sure. They got to get better.
0: I think they'll improve. Yeah. I, I, I'm hoping they'll improve. I was a little disappointed how they came out against Calabasas. Um, I thought they would be able to establish a running game. I think they got pushed around up front a little bit. Want to see Jawan Collins kind of get in space. He never really could until kind of the end, towards the end of the game where he busts off that 80 yard touchdown run. But knowing those coaches, knowing those kids, they'll work to get better. They will identify their mistakes and address them this week in practice. Hopefully, come out this upcoming week and have a better performance.
1: How about Servite Norco? Yeah. You, are you good with Calabasas? Yeah, I no, want to, okay. We're good. We got Servite taking down Norco 35 to 21. Narco is a good football team. Yeah. They're physical up front. They got four returning offensive line starters back. They got Travis Dye running the ball. Uh, they're very good. They're going to be even better in about five weeks when Jay Navarrete gets eligible. But Narco's good. Servite took him down 35 to 21. Yeah. Servite looks like a very good team. In that Trinity League, I don't want to just make it all about you know Orange, Lou, and Jay Serra for that number three spot. Sure, got to throw Servite right there in the mix. I, I hate that I'm discounting you know <laughs> number one, number two spots, but but uh, got to do it anyway. So number, that number three spot up for grabs right now between those three schools. Shoot, even Santa Margarita's not bad, but Servite, thirty-five to twenty-one, and all the guys we already mentioned, McMahon at the quarterback making plays, the yep. new offense. Let's get like fits that system really well. Defensively, they got playmakers. Julius Urban doing his thing. They're always, they're always big up front. Sure. Spencer Lytle doing his thing. Watch out for the Friars.
0: I want to shout out their offensive of line. Luke LaCiento. Big kid. Uh, Richard Krebs, and also his, I believe, his younger brother Krebs. Two 6'3, 6'4, six, 275 six, pound kids. That's a lot of Krebs. They got, a, they got a physical offensive line. They're running the spread. They're getting the ball out quick. We talked about, you know, on previous shows, the physical. Prowess of Delon Hurt at wide receiver, and people didn't kind of understand what I was talking about. And I think he showed this past week, he caught a ball and took it about 60, broke about five tackles. Mm-hmm. His strength and his power with the football in yeah, his he's built like a running back. And he bust through some tackles, ran away from some people. So we talked about Julius Irvin. We talked about the kid uh whose name's slipping right now. Who get with the offer to USC? McDuffie. McDuffie, Trick yep. McDuffie. Uh, they've got explosive weapons. Titus Toler. Titus Toller. We we talk about Lido, a two-way yeah. guy who can is a difference maker. They've got players. Yeah, Christian athletes. Christian's already phys- mentioned these guys. Yeah, they're physical up front. Don't sleep on Servite, man. I'm not going to sleep on them. Took it to Norco, and uh, like I said, when I saw them against Sarah, I thought they were legit. I know they're legit now. Yeah, people better watch out. They got players. Julius Irvin is special. I think as a safety prospect.
1: Servite, Servite, getting it done. What do we got next? We got Rancho Cucamonga again. Kind of already touched on this a little bit, but Rancho took down Chaparral forty-nine to fourteen. I thought it might be closer. I don't. I don't think I realized just how good Rancho was because they lost so many guys last year. They lost their whole secondary: Thomas Graham, Darren Hall, Jalen Red, all those guys. Tiare Venable. Those are our D one guys. Yeah, and Red was still so good on both sides of the ball. But you know what? They're, they're really good. They're yeah. just a good, solid – they have a foundation right now. The freshmen sophomores coming up are all talented. They're all buying in. The line is big. They're athletic. When I watched the film of Harris, man, I, I saw Rancho guys flying around all over the field. Yeah. So they're fast, athletic, and active. Hopefully Chaparral gets better. But right now Rancho definitely looks like a top 10 team
0: in the whole Southern region. They've got great athletes. There's no doubt about it. And they've had them now for a couple of years – I'm letting you know right now. I'm marking it down now. You can you can take this to the bank. I will be at the Upland Rancho Cucamonga game. I don't like to drive to the IE because of traffic, but I will be at that game. Those are going to be two excellent football teams with great athletes and good coaching on both sides, and they're going to it's going to be like the the bull versus the freaking matador. I mean, two groups going at each other, and they're going to try to take each other's heads off. Great players on both sides. It's gonna be a great game. Yeah. Rancho Cucamonga, they've got excellent football. Like, players, Upland no kind of had it.
1: their number. I think last year was the first year Rancho beat Upland in like a number of years. Because I yeah. remember people calling me out when I actually had Rancho rated so highly last year in the preseason, and people from Upland were saying, you know, they haven't beaten us yeah. in like five or six years. And I said, you know what's gonna happen this year? It happened last year. Yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, pat myself on the back, but it happened. You pat yourself on the back uh, a little just, bit. Just just a little bit. A little just a little bit. bit. Hey, how about Jay Sarah? Little Orange County battle. It took down Colonel Damar, 45 27. CDM, their best players did well. Tay Lee, 100 yard game. Uh, they battled, but Jay Sarah, they, they were good. That, that, that's a good Jay Sarah team. 40, yeah. Again, 45. Mention the quarterback, mention the receivers, mention the running back. Jay Sarah, you know, they're going to be strong up front. They got Pat Harlow as the coach. He's a great be line coach, they're gonna great be line technical. Sure. He's a technician, is what he is. Sure. Jay Sarah is going to be a very tough out for somebody. So that was a 45 to 27 win
0: for the Jay Sarah Lions. Jay Sarah, they're going to compete in that training league big time, man. Let me tell you, when you got weapons like that on the outside, they're going to command a double team. If you don't double team them, they're going to beat you up top. They got a quarterback that can deliver the peel, they got a running back that can go. Really like that Jay Sarah offense. Like I you said too. they're going to be a physical, up, physical team up front. And I guarantee you, when you're physical up front, you're normally physical on defense. Yeah,
1: because you're practicing against that every day, of, right? Of course. Yeah.
0: And so look out for Jay Sarah. I really like, I mean, just the, the Trinity kind of three through, 3 through four teams, three, four, and five, really, you know, as projected. I mean, they're gonna be very, very competitive. They're gonna have some great battles this year in league play.
1: We got Shamanad, took down Oaks Christian. Oh yeah. That was a Fox Sports game of the week. 47 to 10. And you know what? I'm not sure if if it was that close. Interesting. Forty seven to ten. Uh we kind of hyped this game a lot early on. Oaks has plenty of players. Yeah. A lot of individual talent that we like. Just didn't happen, man. Shamanad is is very legit. I mean, they're physical, they're huge up front. Got the quarterback, got the big play receiver, got the linebackers, got the secondary. Yeah. I'm not seeing a whole lot of weaknesses in Shamanad's game at all right now.
0: You know, the thing that struck me, Greg, watching the game is Where I thought Shaman and I had question marks, they really became strengths in the offseason. I thought their question mark was at corner. I didn't know if Cortez would be able to handle the kind of weapons that the Pac Five presents on the outside, like a Tariq Luckett, like a Jalen Hall. But the guy can run, he can cover, he's long. To like Got a kid rankings, number two on the other side that I really, really like. Super athletic, still a bit raw, but a tremendous athlete, can run, can hit. And I thought the quarterback was decent last year. He's very good this year. Mm-hmm. So places that I thought they were going to be a little bit underwhelming, they really impressed, and they got after Oaks Christian's ass. You
1: know, they got a really good strength and conditioning program. Coach Coach was trying to explain it to me. It, it, they, they got some body development stuff, and, and he was and I love that stuff, but he yeah. was he was over my head. Even I'm a kinesiology major, I was like, Coach, I'm not following you. He's like, You got to come out and watch it one day. It's all kinds of different types of movement and stuff. Sure. Dude, their line play up front. I mean, Oaks Oaks has some dudes. Obviously, came on Thibodeau and Bo Calvert, they were both neutralized. To Shamanah, Liam Galuli If I butchered your name, Liam, I apologize. Very good-looking junior. Alex Governor, two sacks. Sure. These guys are all 260, 270, 280. Sure. They can move a little bit. Yeah. They're tough. Croson always has that identity. Going back to when he coached at Birmingham with my guy Milton Knox. Their identity is always going to be tough and physical. And when they're not as good, it's not because they're not tough and physical. They just don't have the bodies sure. to play his style. Sure. This year... They have that style. They have the running back who's 220, so yeah. that just kind of adds to it. I think Shama's going to be very, very good. they got a huge game this weekend, but I think Shama's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year in that Mission League. Sarah has won that division, or that league, Mission, which is, for me, the, the second toughest league in the state. Sarah's won it three years in a row. I think right now, Shama, Shama looks like the team to beat in that league. No question about it. How about Centennial over Pittsburgh? 63-21. to Again, that was a couple, you know, pitch per score late, kind of putting some some lip- lipstick on a pig a yep. little bit, made it look, look a little prettier than it actually was. Uh, Centennial, again, talked about Centennial quite a bit already. How about this hard hitting analysis? They're good at football.
0: How do you, how do you add to that? Hey, Matt Logan is the best offensive coordinator in the country. Well, we talked about it last show, and we talked about how we wanted, we like Centennial in this game. And I just say it was going to be too much Matt Logan. The, his preparation is phenomenal, probably the most prepared coach in the country as far as getting his team ready to play. And with their tempo and pace now on offense, to go along <laughs> with their six foot six quarterback that can run it and throw it, they got a playmaker, Gary Bryan, on the outside, three physical backs that run downhill. They they got an active defense that runs sideline to sideline. Drake Jackson getting vertical on the pass rush. Centennial is going to be there in the end. You can mark it down. They're going to upset somebody, and it might come this Saturday versus IMG. Love this Centennial team. I'll tell you what, unless they're playing USC.
1: I'm not calling any Centennial win an upset. They have proven me. That's a good when, point. When they had the game when they, three years ago when they first got into that Pac Five division and their team, they were just okay. Yeah. In terms of, no, even Matt told us, he goes, we didn't have the team. And they went through the gauntlet and beat, Ed, they beat Polly, Moderday, and then Bosco in that final. Sure. In 14. Yeah. That, that was the Javon McKinley. That was when they beat Josh Rose. And that was like, he showed me right then that he will take lesser talent. Yep. And still beat your ties. Now, if he has equal talent, game's over. Yeah, but he will win with lesser talent. And love I love that. Centennial. I, I a- love. That. I love that
0: as a coach. I felt the same when I coached. So, how about I
1: think? I think you called this game. You called? Did you call Westlake over Sierra Canyon? I did. How about Tim Kirksey, the coach? Let's get that. Let's get let's the get coach right, Tim. We apologize, <laughs> Tim, my man. My guy apologizes. Winning his debut over at Westlake, twenty-five to seven, over Sierra Canyon. Our guy, Cam fabi Kalan had a little pick six in that game. We called that. We said we he said was going to get a had had one. in that game. Yeah, Mason Kalan got hurt in the first quarter. The backup went in. Not going to name a name. Don't need to. Had a two or three interceptions in that game. Kind of turned it around a little bit. Wait, what's the guy's name, Grant? Uh, doesn't need to be mentioned.
0: I don't Is he a football his, player? I, don't,
1: I don't remember his name, honestly. You don't but remember he, his he, name? Okay. He, we'll just say the backup threw three. Okay, three QB2. 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 Okay, Struggled a little bit. It's kind of hard if you you know week zero. You're not expected to play. You get thrown in there against a good Westlake team coached yeah, by Tim
0: Kirksey. Yeah, but I'm not into making excuses for guys. But go ahead.
1: It's hard to beat a coach a Tim Kirksey coach team. I just I love saying <laughs> Say Tim. That five I, times I just love saying Tim Kirksey <laughs> So Westlake looking good early, twenty five to seven Narbon over Sarah. Sure, seventeen to fourteen. This was a this was a game that Sarah was in control. They were up fourteen to nothing going into the fourth quarter. We kind of picked on, you know, not picked on. We say, "Hey, Sarah, defensively, can they stop some people?" Narbon wants to run the football. They were a physical team, and Sarah manned up. They had shut out Narbon. Okay, they're up fourteen to nothing, and then we got a pick six. Yeah, and right then, it's fourteen to seven. You're still winning, but I, at, at that point, I said, "You know what? Game's over." I go, "Sarah's going to find a way." To, to blow this game. I don't know why. Narbon will find a way to squeak it out at the end. Sarah's got the better team, the more talented team. But when that pick six happened, all of a sudden it's 14 to 7. I just said, shoot, there goes that game. Narbonne scores. Jalen Chapman goes in for the one-yard line. Sarah rallies, gets to the four-yard line, first and goal from the four, and settles for a field goal. Yeah. The kicking game at the high school level is always an adventure. You missed the field goal. Sarah loses that one, 17-14. Hadn't beaten Narbonne in a while. And and just, this was the year to do it. Disappointing. No Jamar Jefferson from Narbonne, so they didn't have that running game going. Sure. Jamar will be back this week, but he didn't play last week still. They just couldn't get it going offensively, but Narbonne just made plays. Sarah couldn't get it done in the end.
0: You know, a little disappointing. It was, it was, it was disappointing. And, and you touched on this last show, Greg. You talked about Jalen Chapman being a winner and how that's important. Just finds a way to get it and done. he wheeled his team back and snuck it in from one yard out. shout out to the junior state player of the year last year, Jalen Chapman, the quarterback over at Narbonne. The guy is a winner. He plays with a big heart. He makes plays in the most crucial moments of the game to find a way to win. So he did a great job. And shout out to the Gauchos for a big W. Yeah man, I I like Scott Altenberg a lot,
1: and I like those guys over at Sarah are just great dudes. But man, we gotta we gotta win some of these big games, some of these big non league games for sure. We got one game left. Go with it. We got a team called St John Bosco. Yeah. Played St Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Bosco held them to seventy six yards of offense. They had two eleven, which isn't a lot, but it's three. I'm not good to map with what three times, two and a half times. and you lost the game. So this was again. I, I was in, I was emotionally invested because I'm a West Coast guy, and I did not like Saint Thomas. I just I don't know why. I just it's not a South Florida thing. I just I wanted Bosco to win. Yeah. I had you texting me. I was coming home from Saint from, from Grand Canyon University, dropped my daughter off. So I was illegally driving with my phone in my hand, watching Twitter. Sure. You you were texting me updates. Yeah. I watched the game and honestly I thought it was gonna be a lot worse than it was. I didn't think the play call was as bad as people made it out to be it just Bosco kept shooting himself in the foot yeah a penalty here a drop pass here, a, a bad throw here just get down the goal line and you lose three yards in the first just little things kept biting them in the butt if you just watched that game without the score, you would have thought Bosco won the game yeah and if they played five times Bosco wins four of them. I'm convinced of that Bosco had better players better talent. It was just so frustrating to watch, because this is this is going to be a, a Bosco national championship level. Now, if they run the table, yeah, I don't see it happening. There's probably going to be at least one team that has a zero mark. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just thought I expected more out of the Bosco offense. A little undisciplined. Sure. Again, not a knock on Chad Johnson, who's a great offensive coordinator. Just, just they never got in sync. Credit, do credit St. Thomas. Sure. I got Jason Taylor on the as the D-line coach. Sam Madison as the d coach. The, St. Thomas, they didn't, they weren't just a bunch of athletes running around. Dude, they were sound. They, they were, were disciplined. They were smart. They were very well coached. And, and I told you before, it was like watching Miami, Nebraska, back in the 80s and 90s when Nebraska was so physical up front, we thought they were just going to smash mouth them. But Miami, those Miami teams are so fast and athletic. Bosco wasn't able to block them up front. No. Not They were just too fast, too quick, too athletic.
0: Yeah. It, it was interesting. It was interesting because on a, for a couple of reasons. I, my expectations were Bosco was going to be sound. They were going to be disciplined. I thought they struggled with the details. I thought they the attention to detail lacked. I thought the discipline lacked. How many times did we see third and 13? You got behind the change because of penalty flags or negative plays almost every series. It's tough to convert third and 13s versus a bunch of disciplined, well-coached athletes. Made it very, very tough on Rial Mitchell. Thought the running game kind of got off in spurts, but nothing very, very consistent. Thought George Helanian ran the ball really well, but I thought the play calling was a little suspect on that third down and one. We ran wide and got stopped for the negative three. Was a just second, it was a little confusing for me considering <laughs> you got Demetrius Flowers, who's one of the more physical backs in the country, running downhill tackle to tackle. It was just a little frustrating to me to see Bosco, a team who's loaded with talent, has got good coaching, to go out there and play sloppy football. I know they're away from home, and I know they're playing against a national power. Just wanted to see them clean up kind of the, the loose and tighten up some of those loose screws. It just didn't happen. So it's a little disappointing to see, but... Yeah, kind of
1: a rough game, not to call anybody out, but, you know, Devin Cooley, you know, they put their best corner on him. Um, not Blaze. Yeah, not who's the other, Samuel uh, Jr. That guy was ridiculously good. Yeah. So that yeah. means that means you still have Delgado and Jake Bailey, who they should have probably featured a little bit more. He was on. Sure. Um, Kobe Bowman. They kept going to Cooley, who was locked up pretty good. So I, I don't get. I don't know if that was a read from Real. That was a design play call from Chad. But. Uh, you know what, I think Bosco's gonna be fine. They, sure, they weren't, no they weren't great last year going you know, out of the gate. Right. They started to get, you know, they started to roll as the season went on. And then sure. they played Centennial, modern Day, and Day the Sal. So um, they're gonna be fine, but I, I think uh,
0: you know, a little bit
1: of a rough one.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. So those are you guys no, analysis of that's the games it. of the week. We're gonna move along here. This is my really bruh segment. Oh, come on, man. For real? Really bruh? Oh. You want
1: answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth!
0: Now look at those that didn't quite live up to the hype. Really, bruh? This goes out to a couple of units that I thought struggled or either didn't show up the first week of the season. Starting off with the Oaks Christian defense, led by Bo Calvert, Kayvon Thibodeau. They gave up over 500 yards of offense to Chaminade. We talked about last show how Bo and Kayvon weren't going to be huge factors because they were playing the edge and they were going to get ran up inside. And actually, Kayvon played more of the inside. They really struggled. and, and, and I, That's putting it lightly, Greg. I'm being nice about it. Let me let me, let me me be blunt and honest and up front because this is the transparent truth. Oaks Christian defense was soft. It was like baby shit soft. It was like Charmin soft. Hey, Kayvon, Tevado, Bo Calvert. I remember being a high school football player, a nationally renowned high school football player. And when I went to go face another highly ranked team or highly profile player, it was a personal pride that they weren't going to get off on me. I took personal pride in stopping that high high profile team or player. When is it okay to let Andrew Van Buren run for 150 and go 200 total yards? and let Ryan Stevens go for 200 total yards, excuse me, 400 total yards as a quarterback. Our big-time players got to step up in big-time games, and make big-time plays. Kayvon Thibodeau, we all know about his athletic prowess and his projection as a defensive end, but we got to learn how to play football. We got to learn how to use our hands and get off a block. We got to learn how to play with leverage and stay low, keep our hands inside the breastplate. We got to learn to be physical on contact and not put our head down and let the guy run into us. Bo Calvert, you got to show up at the point of attack. You got to take some personal pride not letting these guys run downhill on you all game long and exploit your defense and exploit the city you live in and the school you go to and the coaches who coach you. You got to man up. That was ridiculous. Really, bruh? you just going to shaman, let I run downhill without resistance? Really, bruh? Oaks Christian defense, get it together. Moving right along, so th- that's Greg. That's all you got? That's all I got. Okay, man. Moving right along. Getting ready to wrap this thing up. It's been a fun show, man. Got some final thoughts, yeah. <laughs> we got some final thoughts. We got a little <clears throat> teaser. We got... Our preview show coming up this Friday, Greg. What games are we gonna preview?
1: We're gonna preview all kinds of games, but specifically, easy for me to say, we got two national caliber games. We got Modern Day Bishop Gorman. We have Centennial IMG. Those be- those are gonna be two gigantic ones. Also, obviously, the Long Beach Poly Narbonne grudge match that will be ugly, sure, violent, but that'll be Friday. Tune in for Friday for sure.
0: Absolutely, don't want to miss any of that. Sounds great. We got some big time interviews coming Friday. Dorian Thompson Robinson's supposed to be on our show talking about his big matchup versus Modern Day and JT Daniels. Also, Southern California native TJ Pleasure, running back for IMG, who's coming home to play Corona Centennial. He'll also be on our show with an interview. So we got some big-time interviews coming up. Our Friday matchup show is going to be electric. Please tune in. You ain't going to want to miss it. Social media drops. You can follow me at CoachKeith underscore MP on Twitter. Follow my man at Greg Biggins on Twitter. We're trying to bring this thing to a close. Greg, you got some final thoughts for my, us today? My
1: final thoughts are this. I'm just kind of perusing the different message boards and, you know, Facebook and I, I think, I think I'm going to say, I just want to say this because parents are nutty when it comes to their kids when it comes to their teams that they're representing and I, get, I love the passion. I think we sometimes forget these are 16, 17 18 year old kids some, maybe 19-ish, but we'll talk about those guys later. I watched some NFL preseason games this weekend. You know what I saw, Coach? What would you see? I saw some some guys making millions of dollars missing tackles. I saw quarterbacks with time miss wide-open receivers. Sure. I saw receivers drop balls. I saw running backs not really run that hard up down the middle. I saw backers take poor angles and miss tackles. These are grown men, and we watched this happen. So... Let's not make these 16, 17, 18-year-old kids and compare them to these NFL guys because these parents are going, this guy sucks and this guy is terrible and why isn't my kid starting over this guy? This guy dropped a ball this guy did this. I'm saying to myself, dude, watch an NFL game. You're going to see the same thing. These guys are grown men Sure. making millions. So I get it. Well, these guys have stars. These offers. So what? You go watch USC, Bama, Ohio State. Guess what you're going to see? Missed tackles. Miss blocks. It's football. Drop balls. Sure. Bad throws. These are freaking kids. Lighten up a little bit, as the great Aaron Rodgers would say. R-E-L-A-X. Relax a little bit, right? Relax. These are kids. They're going to make mistakes. Doesn't mean they're bad kids. Doesn't mean they're bad football players. It's week zero. Right? Let's remember that. That's, that's my final thought.
0: And that's a great final thought, Greg. We appreciate that. Shout out to all the parents out there. Take a chill pill. Everything's going to be okay. Closing this thing out, we appreciate you rocking with us, rolling with us, the Transparent Truth, the number one high school football podcast in the world today. Looking forward to our Friday show, the matchup show. It's going down. We got a couple great interviews. We're going to preview all of the top games. Tune in. You ain't going to want to miss it. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.